Welcome to The Beacon, your connection to nonprofit success. Now here's your Lighthouse Council host. Hi, welcome to The Beacon Podcast, your connection to nonprofit success. I'm Jeff Jowdy, your host for today's discussion on succession planning and building bent strength in nonprofit organizations. Joining us today is Dan Ryan, CEO and President of Ryan Partners, a firm that provides services such as talent acquisition, talent development, and exit planning. Dan has over 20 years experience in talent acquisition and founded his firm in 2010. He's a frequent speaker presenting at conferences such as the International Servant Leadership Conference in Atlanta, Georgia, and the World Training Conference in Mumbai, India. A member of the Forbes Coaches Council, Dan is also the president of the American College of Healthcare Executives, Middle Tennessee, and a board member for the Middle Tennessee Workforce Investment Board. Dan has served as the president of the Franklin Breakfast Rotary Club and Nashville Ace Mentor. Dan has a master's in education from Peabody College of Vanderbilt University, a master's in business administration from Tennessee State University, and a bachelor's in engineering physics from Murray State University. He and his, and I'll have to add because they're wonderful friends, incredible wife, Gina, have two sons and one new grandson, Teddy. I'm sure if we were on video, Dan would share a picture. Dan, thanks for joining us today. We're excited to have you on the Beacon Podcast. It's a pleasure to be here, Jeff. Well, we're really anxious to get your insight. You have an incredible perspective for our listeners because you've spent years and years of leadership experience in the for-profit and manufacturing industry. You have been in the human resources and CEO arena of a, of a large nonprofit, and now you have your consultancy that we've described. So it's a really great perspective for our listeners who are out there in the nonprofit sector. And certainly, I think leadership development and succession planning and the things we'll be talking about are not always a focus that they should be in our sector. So, Dan, why is succession planning so important? And what roles should nonprofits have succession plans for? How much time did you say we have, Jeff? <laughs> Let me see if I can give you a succinct answer to that question. I'll kind of start with a comment that most organizational leaders will spend more time planning their vacation this year than they will in planning the transition of their organization. It's surprising and it's sad and it's frustrating all at the same time. Certainly, every organization needs to always be looking at who the next CEO or president should be. And I would even go one layer below that. One of the organizations I worked with in the professional services world had what we called the bus theory. And the bus theory is if the president were to be hit by a bus today, what would we do tomorrow to backfill that individual? And it seems kind of like a crass analogy, but on the flip side, how many times do you read about organizations where there's an unexpected health issue, could be anything, and organizations need to always understand what's going to happen when something changes. I mean, even this pandemic, it is somewhat succession related because there are gonna be organizations that lose their key leadership because of issues that occur during this pandemic. And if a nonprofit never has done succession planning, Dan, where should they start? 
So succession planning is not an independent entity. It needs to be related to the organization's vision and mission and their plans. If an organization is not keeping up with their overall direction, and I'll even be a little bit more specific, um, become a big fan of Simon Sinek, organizations need to understand what their why is. And once they know what their why is, and then also their how, then the who becomes very important. Once that plan is in place, then I think succession planning really folds very well into that and should be part and parcel of any new plan or any adjustment in plan that an organization makes. Because if an organization makes a strategic change in direction, the people that they have had slated for future leadership may or may not be the right people for that strategic direction. Excellent. And from our perspective, and we often recommend our clients look at this, it's not something that we get involved in, but it's certainly oftentimes on the mind of donors, major donors, often not on the board's mind, not as often on the mind of the CEO, especially, but from a nonprofit perspective, one of your thoughts, we would share that it's really the board's role to make sure this is in place. It's interesting, having worked for a nonprofit and been involved with a number of nonprofits, there are some boards that are not active enough, boards that are overactive, and I think some that get it just right. And boards need to really always be thinking about what's the future of this organization going to be. You've got a plan for what could occur if somebody no longer became available. And you also need to be thinking about What's the real future of the organization? And again, you know, we talked about nothing being independent, but, you know, the plan is part of this. Succession planning is part of this. It would also fit into how a nonprofit might actually go out and approach people with looking for investment opportunities to further the mission of that nonprofit. It all fits together. You can't adjust one without adjusting all of them. You often hear the term, and I'm looking at a baseball stadium image with the bench there. Talk about bench strength. What is it, and how does a nonprofit look at it and develop it? When I think of bench strength, you know, we talked about succession planning, and succession planning certainly needs to take place at the most senior level with all of the C-level positions. But I would also say that organizations need to always be working on what I would call a talent pipeline and building bench strength and capacity because if an organization is going to grow or at least maintain, there are always going to be people who transition out of the organization. They may retire. They may be unable to work. They may choose to go and do something different. And you need to always be prepared for the unexpected. And that's where building that bench strength becomes so important because you need to understand not only at the most senior level, but at least at a level or two below that, what the real aspirations are of those individuals. Because you may have some people who are renters and some who are owners. The renters are those who are just basically there for a period of time. The organization is kind of a stopover point. For the owners, those are the individuals who are really invested And they're the ones who really will do whatever it takes to become part of the senior leadership of the group. And being able to determine the difference between those two is very important when you're building bench strength. How about just from a perspective, what role would the bench strength play in succession planning? I think that building bench strength really should be something that needs to be going on all the time. 
you may take once or twice a year an opportunity to kind of look at the most senior level succession plan. But I would say bench strength and building capacity needs to be going on all the time. And I think the other part of it is organizations need to understand the real strengths and developmental needs of their leaders at all levels. Again, how those are used and how they're put into play may shift as time and the direction of the organization changes. But I would say that building bench strength is an ongoing process that really never goes away, at least for organizations that are going to be successful. What would you say to an organization, a board who may feel that their CEO is irreplaceable, that they've got to keep that leader forever? Well, I don't think there's anyone who's working in any organization now that will be there forever. So I think forever is a misnomer. It's funny, there are occasions where I hear people talk about permanent positions in organizations. And I mean, the word permanent to me has no meaning in the workplace because none of us are permanent. All of us have a shelf life and Probably the biggest challenges I've seen in organizations have come from leaders that have stayed too long. And the problem is, it's almost like the frog in the pot of water. And you've probably heard this analogy before, but you could take a pot of water and put it on the stove and put a frog in there. And it might be at ambient room temperature and everything is fine. Then you slowly raise the temperature of that water. And typically by the time the frog realizes that the water is too hot, he's cooked. And I think for leaders that stay too long, their boards need to understand that the water is changing all the time. They need to make sure that they don't let something happen before it's too late. Great insight. And Dan, finally, I just would love for you to give some advice again because of your incredible background in for-profit, non-profit, and now the consulting coaching arena. What advice would you give to a nonprofit professional who aspired to either be a CEO in their organization or in a larger organization? What things could someone do to prepare themselves for that kind of leadership role? I think for anyone who wants to become a better leader, they need to really be working on developing their self-awareness. They need to understand where their strengths are, where their challenges are, and also they need to find out where their blind spots are. I've really seen some great leaders along the way. I wouldn't characterize myself as a great leader. I always say I'm a worker in process. And to me, the best leaders typically have a strong sense of humility. And they also understand that not every situation requires the same approach. You want to find leaders who understand how to deal with different situations in different ways. And I would also say that if somebody really wants to become an accomplished leader and a senior leader, they need to understand how to deal with adversity. And they need to understand that failure is not necessarily a bad thing, but repeated failure of the same type is a challenge. So try new things, surround yourself with people who are going to give you pure, unadulterated and honest feedback in a timely manner. If you're a person who says you're a leader and you don't like to hear feedback about how to improve, then that's a blind spot for you right now. Feedback is the breakfast of champions. I love it. Dan, thank you so much for your great insight today. We look forward to having you back. And for our listeners, like to get more wisdom from Dan Ryan and encourage you to follow him on Twitter at Ryan Search or by visiting ryansearch.net. Again, Jeff Jowdy here. Thank you for listening to the Beacon Podcast, your connection to nonprofit success. Thanks for listening to The Beacon, your connection to nonprofit success. 
Tune in every week for nonprofit topics with special guest interviews. Suggest future topics and learn more about upcoming podcast and guest at lighthousecouncil.com.